Hi, welcome to the Classy Car Guys show, where we're dressing salesmen for success. Here with Mike and Eric. Today, our topic is we're talking about the death of the sold row, Mike. That's right, Eric. It's time for it to go away, only to be replaced by, let's park this in your driveway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm an advocate of the trial clothes. So, yeah, I am too. And, and yeah. I hope people don't confuse this with, uh, you don't need to do the trial clothes. Right. Uh but, you know, I think that before you go into the close that you need to have this out of the way to make sure that there's going to be no surprise objections or uh, obstacles that are going to come up. Sure. I think, you know, successful habits, especially when you're coming into this, you know, most of all the trial closes can make you rich. If you have an entrepreneur spirit, realistically, what you're doing is, is you're basically asking strategic questions, Mike. And I think that's an important factor. So, you know, before you even uh, go any further, where the customer's at, what they're thinking, like you said, even even having some more, uh, it actually can make you more effective in your presentation. You know, trial closes start probably from the meet and greet with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm in yeah. some form of a trial close trying to identify the solution that I need to come up with. And so I think that as an entrepreneur, as a salesperson, you know, you should really start to think about how trial closes can make you rich. Well, Eric, I, I don't know. You know, in the day, we used to say that a customer wants three things. They want to look, they want to price, and they want to shop. And they were going to go to four or five stores shopping. So the only card I had was the price. You know, you had to leave that kind of door open. <laughs> right. So I did not want to go into the close and, and give this guy a firm price that he could go out and, and beat me up with. Unless he was ready. Right. So I always liked the trial close, and I always did pretty hard trial closes just to make absolutely sure before I laid out my price that I had a good shot at closing the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Eric, I you know, it's it, trial closes, not brain surgery. Basically, I just want to measure where I'm at with this guy on his willingness to own this car. Sure. Checking the temperature. That's right. So yeah. basically, you just ask open-ended questions that uh, basically can be a kind of a conversation starter that can kind of give you a good indication of how this is going to go. And it's going to go one or two ways. Either this guy is going to object when you mention the trial close or you mention a question on the trial close, or he's going to confirm he's ready. Right. And so you're either going to get this obstacle or this opportunity. And, you know, obstacles can be opportunities. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're going to run into the guy. You're going to do the trial close. By the way, I always advocated doing them on the demo drive at the farthest point away from the store when you're turning around and coming back. Sure. My, we used to train new guys all the time, and I always figured if they screwed it up, you know, they had time to recover before they got back to the lot. Yeah. It's just I, the other th question that I th hate as bad as uh, the sole row is the uh, can you see yourself owning this car today if we get it all to work out for you? Right. Just cheesy, you know, see right through it, everything else. I, I you know, it, it just exposes you as a salesman. Right. And I like questions that basically kind of nudge along the imagery. Mm hmm. At the same time, if they answer it affirmative, I, you know, they're in. Right. Of course, they're not going to buy it if I can't get it to work out for them. But basically, I like to ask questions like, you know, who's going to drive this car to work, you or your wife? Now, those are more of your harder trial closes towards the demo drive. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't think it's a hard close. Answer uh, the, you know. He's not saying hard, hard trial close, yeah. but, you know, there's leading things. A lot of, a lot of sales guys, 
you know, I've, I've worked with in the past and, and you've, you've done this yourself. They don't realize you're doing all these little mini trial closes, even through your counseling, even through your presentation. You know, no. a lot of times you're going to compare, you know, one of the things that uh, you do yourself is you use the trade in as a reference point. How, yeah. how does that, how does this compare right. to your current car? How's the cargo space compared right. to your current car? Those are all really, uh, you know, yes questions, trial closes. You're kind well, of walking this into bringing a better presentation of the product. Could, could you say, I mean, this would be a natural thing. Yeah. So for example, you go out and I know you, Eric, you go out and you assume it yeah. from the very beginning, the yeah. handshake. Yeah. So if you're going to assume that you're going to sell this car, of course, everything is naturally right. going to be a trial close. Right. And they, uh, you know, the guy's going to have, he's going to, he's going to wake up, what, 10 minutes after he leaves the store and go, what the hell happened? Well, 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 Mike, what I like to say is, is I, I like to use the words confidence, flexibility, and honesty. I yeah. think those three words yes. kind of put together a great sales process. You know, we, we live in a, we live in this confidence area where we know what we're doing. We know where our product yeah. is. We know about our product. Product, and we want to relate that to the customer. We're going to deal with different types of customers. We're going to All deal right. with different types of families. So you adjust that sales process or that presentation based on the information that you get out of that trial now close, free close. How that how you present yourself to your if you've got that attitude. Mm-hmm. How you present yourself to your customer. I'm not talking about just dialogue. I'm talking about body language, posture, yeah. uh, attitude. You know the excitement, excitement level. Come on, yeah. So, I mean, everything's naturally going to be a trial close to a guy like you. Right. But, you know, another question I like to ask is, you know, where are you guys going to take your first trip in this new car? Yeah. You know, and kind of nudge it along, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, packing the car, going on their first trip, the new car smell, playing with the radio, whatever they're going to do. For sure. And then the the tough one, I think the one that uh, that really nails it is, what are your neighbors going to say when you drive your new car home tonight? <laughs> I think everybody can respond to that, though. Our neighbors, we know when our neighbors get a new car, don't we? Yeah, like? right. So. Yeah. Everybody pays attention. Keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> but they, at, at the same time, nudge it along. Right. Now, I never had the courage to ask all three of those, mm-hmm. but I did ask two of those. I was always afraid if I asked the third one, it was going to become too obvious. Yeah. But the uh, if the guy is going to do one of two things, that customer is either going to answer the question, where he's going to take his first trip in the car, who's going to drive the car to work, him and his wife, or what the neighbors are going to say. Sure. Or he's going to object. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, man. You're getting way ahead of yourself. Right, right. And What's again, you-, you go right into, why do you say that? Yeah. And, and so. let's say, Eric, you run into a guy who is just hard-pressed. You yeah. know, you've met him a hundred times. Well, you know, we got to talk about price and blah, 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 before I give you a yes. Right. Well, I think my response when the guy says, oh, slow down, slow down, I'm yeah. not buying yet. Yeah. I'm not buying today. I used to say... Well, sir, I'm sorry. That would be my fault, not yours, if you didn't buy today. Yeah. Oh, well, I always I always came back because I wanted to know if I was going into the clothes. Right. And they, I always came back and said, oh, I understand, you know, but, you know, if we can get it all to work out for you, you'd at least consider it today, sure. wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, if the guy tells me he's willing to consider it, we're going to the clothes. Right. If he tells me, hell no, I'm closed-minded <laughs> son of a bitch, I'm not going to consider shit, you know, well, well, nice, come on back when you got time. Right. Or, hey, <laughs> hey, no problem, let me get you some information. Information and some ideas, and yeah. then when you're ready, and the next thing you know, you got him right back online yeah. here. And the, so, uh, yeah. For sure. But you know, I just in the day, <laughs> if the customer's going to go to four or five stores, and you let him walk out the store with a price. He was going to some salesman down the street was going to cut you in half over fifty. Sure, bucks. for sure. So we never did it. But, you know, it doesn't have to be those questions. You know, all these salesmen we've met uh, are thinking and smart individuals. Mm-hmm. 
just come up with open-ended questions that kind of stimulate a conversation that leads you to, is this customer ready to say yes? Sure. And they, uh, Oftentimes, even in this, in the presentation or in the counseling, uh, the consumer will give up some vital information oh, yeah. that you can use. You know, uh, maybe they're going into a, a family reunion or they're going into a, a, a high school or college reunion, or maybe they, they're working on a job site. Things can change, you know, where they're uh, going from, they work from the east side of town and they now are working on the west side of town and now they're traveling 40 miles. How much nicer is it going to be when you're, you know, getting the better gas mileage in your vehicle or they go over and their car's too small when they're going antiquing with their wife over the weekend and now they're in an SUV. I mean, a lot of of times that the customer gives us the best trial closes because when we can use their words and what they use the vehicle for, in that pre-close or that trial close, that makes that takes the ownership. They they get the validity of it, and now right. you know. Hey, not only did I do my job, they know. Hey, this guy did his job. You know, it's yeah. confirmed. Everything's good. It's almost like you swarm in, Mike. They're ready well, to roll. So. You know, Eric, the, the process. You know, we could they come in cold. We do the handshake, or they've been on the internet, or whatever, and then we take them for this fun emotional roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be fun. I mean, they only do this once every three to seven years. It's the second biggest purchase they're going to make, probably to their home, right? Uh, and what you talked about earlier, if they come in and they meet a confident, uh, knowledgeable salesperson that they can have confidence in, this goes pretty well. Right. But the whole first part of the process, I don't want to talk about price. He's already got a pretty good idea of that. Right. And the and I don't really want to introduce obligation mm-hmm. because I want the guy relaxed, having fun, and open-minded so I can pour value in his head. Sure. So I can make the best case possible on why today's the day, now's the time, and I'm the guy. Yeah. So when you do this trial close, all of a sudden you're introducing an obligation. Yeah. And the uh, that you expect obligation mm-hmm. or that you could expect it. And customers can tighten up on you. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I had the salesman do it on the test drive on the way back to the store. But, you know, if everything went right and he answers a question affirmative, we're going to go forward and do the shop walk, introduce him to the store, and mm-hmm. sit him down and put him in a close. If he objects, you know, I want to get that out of the way. Maybe while I'm still outside, right? The, uh, there might be something that is this caveat that uh, you know, antiquing with your wife that you have to take your wife, and he doesn't want to, and so he doesn't need the passenger seat, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can so, remove that and say, yeah, yeah, "This is yeah. my car." Remember, you're trying to give the best sales presentation of your life here, sir. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. In the, uh, but Eric, in the, uh, it just. <laughs> you got to get this out of the way. You can't, even though you're kicking the sold row, you still got to have a trial close. And, sure. and, you know, we are not unique in that. This mm-hmm. is not unique to the car business. If you go online, you'll read about every different kind of sales, business to business, account selling. They all talk about as part of their process, this trial close. Yeah. And the uh, and most of them talk about it in a way that they think the customer actually appreciates it. Because they get over these caveats before they actually go to contract. Exactly. So the uh, it's in a slow sales process of business to business. Maybe it is a good thing. 
you know, if I did business to business, I think I'd last about two weeks. But yeah. <laughs> you know, door to door. You know, if you're if you're doing door to door, or if you're doing business to business, a lot of times the best way the approach is is that sales guys just show up because they got a list and they start knocking on it. But you know, you should do a little bit of background and a little bit of history and uh, of your of your consumer. You know, where they're at before, what they've ordered prior to that. You know, I've watched yep. guys. You know, I've got guys on uh, orphan owners, even in the car business, Mike, that they just start making the phone calls. They didn't do any note looking. They didn't they yep. didn't they didn't verify any of the account, what car they're and they're fumbling through the conversation, you know. And yeah. I think I think that goes a long way when you bring out like like we were talking, you know, you were saying, Hey, listen, I'm getting ready to give the best version of this. Of right. this. You right. know what I mean? That means I'm wanting I'm want an encore performance if they ask. I want them to come back and see me. I want them to tell them their friends that, hey man, that was the greatest showman ever. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I think that that could uh, play a big part uh, establishing a lot of, uh, of different types of people when they're going out to sales. Like you said, that sales presentation, it deserves a trial close. Well, let's just say a guy doesn't do one. You want your applause. Uh, well, yeah, you want your applause. And right. if you're going to be the greatest showman, you need to wear those big boots and that circus outfit. Right, right. right. <laughs> I prefer a sport sing. coat, a shirt and tie. But <laughs> and learn to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe dance, I, too. I, I, figured, uh, I figured you would like the greatest showman. Yeah, so. I, we did. Oh, I, I love those songs. They're motivational <laughs> as hell. I just can't picture you in those songs. No, but no. <laughs> But let's say a salesman does this or doesn't do this and you go into the close, you lay it all out for him. And now you get these objections, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to hold everything up. And I think it's not going to be as pleasant for the customer as it would be if we got this out of the way before we go inside. Sure. Sure. And it, it really is that when you get near the end of the demonstration, it is important. You know, you do want to have that mental ownership. You do want to collect, uh, and you're, you're going to start at that point. You're going to start to see the customer wanting to shift into closing. You're yes. going to want to shift into closing. It's not like it's just you that wants to go to the close. Right. They're an owner now. You're at the end of this demonstration drive. I mean, right. they, that highest level of emotions just happened for them. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, my gosh, I want this car. And so they're ready to go to the next step. So this yep. is just an idea to help you bring the confidence. Because once again, if you don't bring confidence to that close, they're going to struggle. They want yep. to have confidence. They want the confidence from the salesman so they can have confidence in the purchase. So, Eric, you know, but I, I, you got to say, man, you know, I may miss it. The sold row. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was always one of those easy things to teach a new guy. We'll just have park it over here at the sold row. Yeah. But I'll never forget, I, we built the new building probably in, in the mid 80s. And it's part of the process. We had them uh, seal the lot, of course, and paint the stripes on. And I had them paint sold row or sold by these parking spots in a certain spot. Sure. So it was an easy reminder for the salesman park the car at the sold row, boo, boo, boo. But as time goes on, the lot fades and you have to have people come in and reseal it. Mm hmm. And when I did that, they never painted back on the sold row. Yeah. Uh, the sold signs. And they, uh, and so all of a sudden I've got, you know, some of my newer salesmen coming to me, Micah, you know, we don't have a sold row. I was like, well, you know, wherever you tell them to park the car. Yeah, it's a sold row. <laughs> it's a sold row. And I, yeah. and I thought, wait, how could you not make that leap yourself? I had no idea. Right. But well, Mike, the, you can always tell the customer, hey, if you don't mind, go ahead and pull the car over here and I'll have one of my cleanup team uh, get your car cleaned up and gassed up mm-hmm. for you today. Now, if you don't yep. like it, it's not something there. Go ahead and park it over here and we'll have our COVID team specialists yep. go ahead and get the car ready for the next driver. But just think, Eric, that the sold row is going to go the way of the old line 
tell you what I'm going to do. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah. As things evolve. Right. right. You know, the, the, the thing, you know, you don't eliminate the trial clothes. No, no, you don't you, throw the baby the out of the bathwater. The verbiage changes, sure. you know. The point is, is that, you know, believe it or not, most guys, uh, I try to explain, the trial clothes is mentally more for the sales guy. Yeah. than it is for the customer. The customer wants to buy the car the moment they step on the lot. Yeah. The moment that, I mean, especially in today's market, you're talking about 95% of our customers are shopping online right now. Nine out of 10 people already know what car they want to buy. I mean, yeah. right now, that, that guy's telling you, I'm here to buy a car. And so that trial close can bring a lot to the table for the sales guy, especially when he starts working the deal with the management. He starts working the deal for the customer. He has the ability to create the win-win now because he knows without a doubt sales guy, uh, the sales guy knows that the manager is wanting to sell the car today and the customer is wanting to buy the car today. So yeah. it makes a big difference, Mike. So. Well, you know, Eric, if you replace the soldro with these questions that I mentioned earlier, you know, who's going to drive the car to work you and your wife? I, you're also introducing conversation, kind of an opened-in question sure. that can stimulate some conversation that, you know, the guy can basically take off from there and sell the car to himself, painting the picture of going to work and showing it off to his buddies at break. No doubt. I mean, I think it's yeah. the, probably the best, you yeah. know, tool that you can use to kind of diagnose where this guy's at. It's, um, it's a measurement tool. It's like I'm going to take the temperature on the outside. Yeah. And I, I got to have a tool to do that. I'm not yeah. going to just stick my finger up here and think it's going to happen, you know. Well, okay. Careful, so, wait, careful. <laughs> careful. It's three jokes there. I can make one of all good. I know. Uh, I figured, uh, <laughs> typical car guy. Here we Who's go. Who's your buddy? So, Who's your pal? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think they're valuable. I think they're very valuable. I think they're very low risk. I don't think you risk a lot as a sales guy right. to go out there and do the trial close. I think they bring a lot of value to the table. Uh, I, I think that even the customer feels a little bit that you have a little bit of concern for him. That, hey, you yeah. know what? Am I on the right car? Right. I don't want to go in here and talk about the wrong car yeah. on the wrong price. You know what I mean? Because it's the right car. The right price will always come about, you know? Right. So, and the, uh, you know, Eric, it just, I, you know, when I go in on a TO, when I used to go in on a TO, the first thing I tried to do was measure mental ownership. Before I get started, before I get at this, you know, how did you like the way the car drove? For sure. And I was just going to sit there and read their body language and see just where they're at. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I went in there, uh, they weren't there yet. You right. know, I could tell they weren't that excited about it. Let's mm -hmm. go back outside and let's do it again. Right. Uh, and I'd ask, I'd tell me, what's holding you up? What do you like this? Do you not like this? You know, is this enough trunk room for you, the way you use a truck. And then I could go back in and close, mm -hmm. but the car wasn't sold yet. Yeah. So it's always nice, I think, if a salesman uh, can get these out of the way. And if the customer answers those questions affirmative, I think it helps them dramatically in their confidence to present the numbers. Absolutely. Like God is on your side. Absolutely. So, so the uh, it's a better, it's, a, it's an easier way. It's a valuable tool that you can really break down what you've done so far and what's needed to do from here, you know? And so yeah. it can kind of give you an idea. Do I need to continue to sell the car? The guy's not all the way in. Right. You know, a, a simple question would be like, hey, Mike, you know, obviously those new headphones there, are, are they are, are they uh, the sound quality that you were expecting them to have? Yeah, no, okay. no, not at all. But okay. Okay. <laughs> so yes or no, that's the lead in here. Now I know. Hey, yeah. listen, one of the things that you're going to notice is, is we have some larger sizes. Yeah. Now, what is it exactly that you're that you're hearing that you expected to hear? Yeah. 
You know, right. small little questions like or that. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? As yeah. simple why as that. So, that? Yeah. Uh, and then they can tell you exactly what it is. So, sure. I think they're valuable. I think that a lot of sales guys don't lose the the trade of that. You know, because of the the death of the sold row. You know, yeah. I used to. I I get frustrated sometimes when I pull up to the dealerships and the mirrored reflected windows aren't there anymore. You know, I used to love coming back from the demo drive and the customer would pull back in the parking spot and they would see themselves driving the vehicle and they would always get that photo shot of that, you know, and they're like, you could see their body language like, well, that that looks pretty good right there. So I miss those mirror shots. I I think, Eric, now the the, the sold row is kind of synonymous with old school. Yeah, Uh, for sure. And you know what? It's just an old line. Yeah. It's the the purpose. The trial close is still Still very necessary. But let's just have some new school lines. Sure. And the, uh, like I said, the verbiage changed, the generations changed, but right. the tactic and the technique uh, and the step it, yep. is not eliminated right. for sure. And the, so. uh, I, you know, I think I don't know how I would go in and close. And I can't tell you. I mean, I probably as a new guy, when I did start selling cars, I probably did go into the closes, lay it all out for them, and then got cut in half, you know, mm-hmm. by another dealer down the street yeah. before I figured out to get this done. Right. Right. For sure. You know, one of the, the one of the last things I just want to kind of uh, touch about on the trial closes is that, you know, this is uh, a little bit different level of ownership. We want to find out where we're at when it comes down to this guy. We talk about measurements. We talk about where the ownership is here. And a lot of times if they're if you're doing things, this is a great way that you can kind of teach yourself if you're doing good on your presentations, are you having good active listening skills? So this is actually not only are you measuring their mental ownership, but you can also find out if a lot of customers are giving you the same objections uh, constantly in variances of cars. This is something you're doing in your presentation. You know what I mean? That you can kind of correct uh, in that part. You can do some self-training, uh, some self-evaluating. And, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest secrets when you have that uh, entrepreneur self and you have that confidence is that you learn how to become a little flexible. You learn how to become uh, uh, more honest because the more you know about your product, the more you know about your job, that's going to bring more honesty. You know, typically the guy that's lying to you, he just don't know what he's doing. Now, and Eric, you know, you know, if a guy goes out and asks a customer, who's going to drive this car to work you're your wife is that pushy is mm-hmm. that uh you know it's just discovery it's just right. I, I, I don't know how anybody could be offended or object to that unless maybe you're an order taker sure so I definitely see that. I yeah. mean, unless you're scared to death to do it. And that's what yeah. I say. You know, that confidence is a big thing. And this is an easy way that you can gain momentum. You can gain confidence. You can use yes questions to help you uh, kind of go through this. You can also use some trial closes to figure out where they're at. Are you on the right product that can increase your presentation? Uh of the vehicle or maybe change it. You know, yeah. if you don't know what type of buyer you are, now you might know it can kind of take you where he kind of yep. shifts into the more, more important things. So, well, Hey, listen, thanks for tuning into the classic car guy. I hope we helped you out to lay uh, the death, death of, of the, the soul row. Yep. You know, so we here are yep. uh, once again, dressing salesman for success. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, look on our website. Uh, we'd love to help you out. We'd love to hear what you have to say. If there's anything or any kind of topics that you'd like us for uh, maybe read or talking about uh definitely give us a contact reach out to us we appreciate it thanks all right you guys go out meet somebody new sell a car and have fun today.